Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Karen, alongside Jamie, Dan, and Joe. Jamie's waving. There he is. I can see him. How are you? How are uh, you? I'm quite happy because as obviously we don't do video and no one can see us, but just for everybody listening, we are both wearing a little bit of the bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah, so we've both got our bubbly t-shirts on. We're having a good time. It's Wednesday two days before the Euros finally kick off and we have real football back in our lives after those shocking football league playoffs. It's coming home for England. It's already come home for Blackpool. We've been promoted. That's all about That's Wales, what boys. matters. All about Wales. Viva la Cymru. We got there. I tell you what, when Wales play, I will be cheering on West England. I will be doing it. I'll be cheering them on. Well, hey. Wales play before England, don't they? Wales play on the Saturday. Don't Wales play? England yeah, play on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, we're on Saturday with Switzerland. Cesaro home, town, home country. Shakiri so to the boys. In one weekend, we've got a Wales game, an England game, and we've got NXT in your house all on one weekend. I like how just we get Scotland. Of all yeah, but that, that's by the by. Are they playing on the weekend? Monday, I think. Well, what's brilliant is, is actually, while well, on the subject, my manager at work has literally just messaged me and and there's a news report on BBC News that says Boris Johnson does not name Wales in message of support for home nations for the <laughs> Euros. Oh, what is going on? Yeah, Our British Prime Minister, ladies and gentlemen. In oh, Scotland, they're the one going for national independence. Well, Wales want to as well, but that's a discussion for them. That is never going to happen. That is never going to happen. What is going to happen, though, is a wrestling podcast, because I suppose this is a wrestling podcast, so we do need to speak about wrestling in general. I mean, has anybody I'm, watched I'm any wrestling about, this I'm week? I was speaking about Scotland. Drew McIntyre was from Scotland. <laughs> the rip- hey, that's a point. Have we had yet? We usually have, well, certainly by now, whenever there's a World Cup in football or they wear the national shirts so drew mcintyre scotland um what finn Balor, ireland who's who's english who's um, english at the moment Pete is there not an englishman on the main roster you can't have william regal um is there not an englishman on the main roster anymore Mm, that's a good oh, question. Got my, 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 no, of course, no. There must be. No, Seamus. Seamus, but he's Irish. Seamus. 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 No, I don't think there is. Kevin Patrick is Irish. There's, there's. Oh, it's no, like the fact that tennis all over again. We just rely all of our hopes on the Scotsman <laughs> because we so have we've no got, Englishman in there. We've got, a, we've got, yeah, we got a Scottish because we got um Nicky Cross, Nicky Cross, Scottish, and we've got Drew McIntyre. Drew, Drew. Which is just yeah, like all over again. But then we've got. He's technically English because he's our guy because there isn't another Englishman, so we have to go with the Scotsman. I don't think we. How bad is this? We we do a wrestling podcast and we can't think if there's any Englishman on the main roster. No, I don't. That's because there isn't, is there? No, there isn't any. 
No, there isn't. I mean, Drew McIntyre and Nikki Cross, Scotland, Seamus and um, Finn Balor, Ireland, Northern well, Finn Irish. Finn Balor's on the main roster. Well, you know what I mean. And it's, he's probably going to be back on it soon. We've got um, Kevin Patrick, the backstage correspondent as well. He's Irish. Anything but, isn't it? There's no English. There's no Welsh either. We've got uh, Tegan Knox in NXT. We've got Mark Andrews in NXT UK. Uh, there's a few other Welsh. He's over down the NXT UK as well. But yeah, we've got no Welsh people either, guys. Everyone's in NXT, the English one. Even Wade Barrett is in NXT as a commentator. <laughs> is he still commentating these days, Wade Barrett? Yeah, he's still on NXT, yeah. Oh, hang on. We've got Nigel McGuinness is on main event. Does that count? <laughs> oh, maybe <laughs> he's going to have to for the purpose of this conversation. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Usually by now they do, don't they? They have photos of them in their home colours in the soccer <laughs> colours. But then they tend to put wrestlers who've got nothing to do with any of the nationalities in different. So they'd have somebody like Asuka wearing, like don't get me wrong, if it's the World Cup, she'd be wearing the Japanese one, but they'd have something with someone like Asuka wearing, I don't know, Argentina well, or something. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just, just to have somebody wear a top that's got nothing to do with it. I'm just having a look because I thought I'd Google English wrestlers WWE and then this is what comes up on Google. William Regal, Paige, Pete Dunne, and then John Cena. There he is. <laughs> then Tyler Bate. Then The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, the two most famous English wrestlers of all time, John Cena and The Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, The Undertaker is technically from Death Valley. And I do look at some of the places in England and it could very much represent Death Valley, the states of some of the places around here. Well, most, so most it could be. Most people don't know, but Parts Unknown is in the UK. Speaking of weird things like that, for some reason I went on WWE.com the other day and I never got on it. Oh, I'll tell you why, it was because I was checking the releases to see if there'd been any more. It was when we were filming last week's episode. And um, yeah, I went on WWE.com and I went on the Superstar page and they list vacant as a superstar. Yes, she is. <laughs> he, she, they, 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 they non-binary. He's non-binary. They are non-binary. Vacant is a listed superstar. They've won the most titles in history. They're a Grand Slam champion. They, they've got their own um, Twitter as well. You can follow at WWE Vacant. Why did I not know about this? Well, could could there be an argument then to say that Vacant is the most successful superstar in not just WWE but wrestling history then? Yeah, could be. In the Hall of Fame next year, watch. How old are they? I mean, we've been going since like the twenties. The twenties, vacant, or at least the sixties, yeah. <laughs> we'll and they're still them. going strong. We'll have to tweet them and find them out. You do. That, that's your job, Jan. So I've done it in other ports. I've, I've seen them in MMA. I've seen them in boxing. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw them in the World Cup during the war as well. I don't know. You know, Twitter's okay. I mean, we had a response off Matt Camp the other day. We asked one of our questions from our quiz, and he managed to answer Lima correct. The rest of you couldn't answer it, but. He managed to get it right. I mean, it's his job that he needs to know that kind of thing, though, doesn't he? I mean, well, where else knows from? Yeah, why not? Yeah, you probably googled it before he answered, but you know, there you go. It was pretty good. It was like within five minutes. What was? When we asking the question, he was like, "Boom, here's your answer." I'm like, wow, you know oh, stuff. Yeah. The, the host of the bump. 
when he replied back on Twitter with the answer to Al Snow's hometown. In hey, he helped our listening figures. We got a couple more listeners um, on the day that he tweeted <laughs> that. So, well, what we just need to do, Dan, is you need to do that every week. <laughs> Get it on, out with it. I'll just tweet like random people who work for WWE. Next, it'll be like Dewey Foley, and then we'll we'll tweet them the the female rest ref Jess and all of the different. We'll just pick a different person every week. We'll ask them a question. See you answers. You never know. Invite them on the show. Well, I was going to say, why not? We have, I'm pretty sure, well, Joe's in charge of the quiz this week. I'll be very surprised if it's in the question, where's Matt Camp from? <laughs> oh, good God. Well, if there is, I need to Google that answer now in preparation, because I don't know. Do a Bradley. Uh, but, um, yeah, oh, my manager's <laughs> messaging me now about bloody podcasts. I made the mistake of telling him I'm recording a podcast, and I just mentioned the Boris Johnson announcement. And he's like, you record a podcast. So that should be an interesting conversation tomorrow. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have mentioned that. Um, right, let's get on to a bit of news. First on the agenda I have this week is, again, noticing it um, when I saw the brilliant vacant on the roster page. And then I actually saw one of the dirt sheets reporting it as well. Brock Lesnar has been moved from the alumni section back onto the main roster section now of the website and there has been reports that they're hoping to tie him down to come back at SummerSlam. I would assume in a match against well, I've seen conflicting reports. I assume that John Cena I've heard reports that John Cena's supposed to be coming back as well. So do we go Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, which is technically Bobby Lashley's contract to have a match, or do we get Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in the mix? What what do we think we see and what what well what do we want to see? I want to see Bobby Lashley versus um, Brock Lesnar. We haven't seen it really. Yeah, though. same. We've we've seen um, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I mean, I I think the dynamic class change. Obviously, the Paul Heyman situation. Where does his loyalties lie? You can really play up on that. But that's that next year, though, can't it? Yeah, as Dan said, the the Bobby Lashley versus Brock match. Everyone's been asking for that match for such a long time, and as you said, Taron, I'm pretty sure. If Bobby Lashley's contract, he says he wants a match with Brock Lesnar at some point. How good would it be, though, if they did a Mega Powers sort of thing where Paul Heyman managed both of them and they went for the Usos and the tag belts? I mean, I don't know if the Usos are big enough, but imagine you know having Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns as tag team champions. That would be absolutely well, insane. That's the thing as well, because if Brock Lesnar does come back and goes after Bobby Lashley, Paul Heyman will be on Raw and SmackDown, have the champion of both shows, as his clients, and there you go, that's your story there, isn't it? Like, Paul Heyman manages both champions. He could then, then if this does happen at SummerSlam, they've just recently announced a draft is going to happen soon, aren't they? So maybe oh, yes. Brock could then get transferred over to SmackDown and then both of them on the same show and they can still do Brock versus Roman after. Hmm. However, where does John Cena fit into this? Well, is it going to be John Cena Roman? With the John Cena, I mean, they're doing SmackDown on uh, the Saturday night. But I think is it Manny Pacquiao or, or there's somebody that's a big fight in Vegas at the same on the same date. So they need to get in the crowds for that as well. Can you imagine having John Cena versus Roman Reigns and having Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley as your two main events on the one show? I'm sorry, take, take, yeah, take my money now. Happy days. But do we go then if we're saying if we're saying main events for SummerSlam, Cena, Reigns, Lesnar, Bob the Lash, Bobby Lashley? I assume they're going to book it that Reigns defeats Cena, but Lesnar defeats Lashley. Yeah, I'm fine with that. has all the titles. 
Yeah, I assume that is how they're going to go because John's, well, let's be honest, Brock Lesnar doesn't need a title, but if they're bringing him back, they're bringing him back to put the title on him. Why else would he bring Brock Lesnar back? Um, Cena can come back and make that one appearance and it doesn't necessarily matter that they're going to book him to lose to Reigns because it doesn't make sense for, I mean, it doesn't really make sense for Brock Lesnar to be one of the world champions, does it? But I think you get what I'm saying with it. It's, it makes more sense that they'd have him back and carrying the, the title than Cena. John yeah. Cena will win the title at WrestleMania and eclipse Ric Flair's yeah. 16 oh. titles. No, no. He only no. needs the one, and he's on 17, isn't he? Yeah. He'll oh. come back, have his final win as champion, and retire and go out and do his Suicide Squad Peacemaker stuff. I mean, you forget about the You've got the money in the bank as well, so that could change things up. You could put the belt on Brock Lesnar, you could use the money in the bank, or he could hold the belt up until WrestleMania and they use somebody like Big E, like a big fan favourite, and get him to go for the world title. I think there's so many different options you could do with it. And it does, like, they're in dire need of freshening it up. And with Raw, I know we're going to get on Raw this week. They they have freshened things up. It was a lot better. But they need to still carry on shaping up. Now they've got rid of Braun Strowman's contract. You know, they can afford to pay Brock Lesnar a little bit more. So happy days. Right, well... Let's see if they come back. I assume they're going to. They need something. It's the return of fans. Well, obviously, we get the return of fans before that. But, I mean, what's the... I can't remember off the top of my head what arena it is that they're using. But is, isn't it about... Se- yeah, it's in Houston, isn't it? Uh, the one they're using at the minute is Tropicana Field. But the one that's going to have fans in it is going to be Houston. They're not in the Tropicana Field. They're in the Ulink Centre. Oh, Ulink Centre. Ulink Centre. Where's SummerSlam? It's about 70,000 seats. Uh, it's Vegas. 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 Vegas, that's the one, yeah. And they're going to want to fill that at 70,000. So it's in Lesnar the NFL Stadium, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so Lesnar and Cena back makes sense. Um, and I assume they're going to book it that way. So, uh, yeah, let's keep an eye just, on that. Just want to say as well, at this moment in time, the bookie's favourite for Money in the Bank, John Cena is the bookie's favourite to win Money in the Bank. What? Oh, no. It's going to be Follow Jackson Riker. No, it's going to be Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. I'm not on there, but all right. <laughs> you know what? I actually had... I mean, Mansour 16 to one, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> I actually had Jackson Riker down as a discussion point, not as news, because, I mean, it's that news, but has he not changed his look up this week? Has he not shaved off his most of his beard and his yes. hair, and now he just looks like generic wrestler number one? Yeah, so he's had a haircut now. So last week in the USA, it was Memorial Day, which is a bit like our Mr. Day in the UK was basically a day where, like, commemorate, like, all the armed forces in America, and Jackson Riker... Is an ex-Marine, I want to say, but he's ex-forces, definitely. And Elias made some quip about, oh, it's not like you were in the army or anything. And then Jackson Wicker piped and went, actually, I saved in Af- Iraq or Afghanistan or something like that. And yeah. he's, he's turned his back on um, Elias. Now, um, last week, Elias basically turned his back on him. Now, um, Jackson Wicker's had a haircut, but from all the stuff I've been on dirt sheets, they want to push him. So, this is the start of it. I'm the haircut was needed. You, you remember when uh, Baron Corbin had the long hair and everyone was like doing these memes saying that Venom was coming off the top of his head? Um, it was going the same with uh, Gunner as well, um, Jackson Riker. His haircut, you, he's got a big bald patch, like right in the middle. Like, a lot of hair at the front, a lot of hair at the back, but he's got a big bald patch. And when he was wrestling with the long hair, like it, it just kept catching your eye, like it does with Otis's bald patch. Um, <laughs> it's the whole but, but now he's gone face, they're going, oh, you'd have a haircut with it. So, yeah, he's trimmed on his beard. I mean, they've got a barber on set anyway. So, 
makes makes a difference, but it's less distracting. Now he's got a haircut. Like beforehand, you like, oh, it's a ball patch. But now it's um, it's just a case that you can just concentrate on his matches a little bit more. But they keep trying to shoot him in an angle where you can't see that he's going thin at the back. Um, but he looks a lot more tidier with it. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he is in the money in the bank. And um, I've heard rumours that they're potentially looking to give him like a big push. So you never know, he no could chance. win the money in the bank. No chance he'll be in the next release as Jackson Racker. He'll be in the next release. As... Well, he's he's too generic now. He's got nothing about it. Do you remember when they... Now breaking news, he's been really... He's been really... No. His <laughs> buddy, um, Steve Cutler's just signed for Impact though, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Release straight to Impact. Did oh, he? Uh, do, do you remember when... Oh, 2000 and... Oh, I don't know what it was. Maybe about 2011, 2012 they made Dolph Ziggler really generic and he cut all his hair and he had like short, he dyed it brown, short brown hair. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero was his manager. Yeah, yeah. that lasted about two weeks. That could have, I mean, some people would say that's ruined his character development anyway, but that could have really ruined him. Oh, he's been through some ringers. Do you remember when he won the US title and then he celebrated? Then the next week he was like, no, don't need the US title. He left it in the ring. Then he didn't see him for two months and he appeared in the Rumble. For no reason, they didn't even explain it. So like, yeah, he just didn't want to be US champ. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> what a shower of shite. That's all I'll say. <laughs> what a shower of shite. Um, right, Leo Rush. This here we go. This was some unexpected news. We had all those releases last week, and then we were talking about well, you know, AEW came off a strong pay per view with Double or Nothing. We had the um, you know, we had the the battle royal. We had the surprise entrance of Leo Rush, and you know, a few of us were kind of like, you know, nobody was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." But a lot, you know, most of us were like, you know, that's pretty decent. A bit of a kickstart in his career again. You know, I thought he did pretty well in WWE. He was a very good mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley as well. A bit unfairly treated, and then I thought, you know, this is the a new start for him. And what a week, two weeks, two weeks is it since his return to wrestling or his debut rather at AW? It's been announced that he's well retired, taking early retirement uh, effectively. Mm. Um, anyone had a read up on this and seen the specifics? Yeah, um, he basically said that he had a injury um, that he, you know, he could have repaired and come back, but he's focusing on his rap career, acting career, and he just thought, well, you know, it's a sign. I'm just going to call it quits. I mean, to be honest, I thought he was retired before when he left WWE and he was focusing on the music career, but I think this was the final straw. He's just done now. It is a shame. He is a man of the hour. He's a really good talent. Exciting to watch in the ring. But, you know, it's his decision. And you know, you could see him coming back, potentially. But it all in all, solid worker. So, sky's the limit for him. He can do whatever he wants, really. Just a poor man's bad bunny. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do, then, now he's retired? Music career. He's going to become a whapper. And the crowd goes mild. <laughs> and the crowd goes silent. Would, would you? Would you? Well, you know what? It's a shame Bradley. Well, I say it's a shame Bradley's not on the podcast anymore. Is that the term we can use? I don't know. If you're listening, Brad, we love you. Um, but if Bradley, you know, knew that there was a an album, you know, he's already downloaded the greatest hits of Bad Bunny, all one of them. So if you know, if all Leo Rush brought out an album, Bradley would be straight on it, no doubt. Well, I was straight on the. Um, you remember when John Cena released that album uh, back in two thousand and five? Yeah. I bought that. That was brilliant. I am. Um, 
I, I went through a phase of not buying CDs or, or really not really downloading. I don't listen to modern music or what would have been modern at the time. So I certainly didn't listen to it. Hearing John Cena's theme tune week in, week out was enough for me not to need to download or buy his album. I remember buying like the WWE albums, WWE, the music. They were great. Oh, they so were I remember great. number five had the rock on it with some cherry pie. <laughs> I am. Um, oh, what was WWF or oh, I'm trying to think now what CD I did have. I had a couple of CDs. I had I had the anthology set, which was like three or four discs, three discs, I think, throughout the ages. That was really good. And I had oh I'm sure I had one where they sung their own themes or variations of their themes. Number eight. Was that originals? Yeah, WWE the originals. And it was literally like Kurt Angle goes. Before we get started, I have something to say. I don't suck. I don't suck. And it's literally just them singing random shit. It's great. Uh, one of them I had where it was like remixes or different bands did a version of the theme. And I can't remember what that was called now. Well, I'm going to have to Google that. Talk about professional journalism. <laughs> Here I am. WWF albums. Let's have a look. But I'm sure it was that they had different people perform them. It might have been called Aggression, I want to say. Well, maybe that not. Name, that name no, that was a normal one. No, I think that was the normal one. Oh, I don't. Do you know what? I, I don't know. I'll find it. Before the end of the podcast, I'll find it. If anyone else knows in the meantime, then let me know. Just but, shout uh, out to Twitter unless we give you the answer in 20 minutes. You will get the answer in 20 minutes because I will find it. By God, I'll find it. Has anyone seen the news that NWA are doing a all-women's pay-per-view? They've announced this. Um, and Mickey James has been hired. I don't know if she's going to perform on the show, um, but she's been hired to be the executive producer. Yeah, well, she's um, married to Nick Aldis anyway, who's the NWA world champion. So I think we all thought that was a logical route for Mickey James to take a route over there. But NWA has, um, you know, they, they have one of the greatest rosters that people don't really look at. Uh, they've just crowned a new women's champion. I, I forget her, her name. Um, but um, the people that they've got over there, they've got a good mix of the AEW stars as well. So I think you can see a lot of AEW stars. Maybe. Yeah, Thunder Rose is there, Serena Deep. You can see them. Um, you can see other people, maybe the Brit Bakers and the Rehaul, maybe taking a filter <laughs> over. Um, but they've got a lot of really good wrestlers there. Um, was it Terran Terrell's there? Melina's there. A lot of really good women stars that you don't really think of. Um, so them doing an all women's show. I don't think it's going to be a three hour show. They'll probably keep it a little bit shorter. But they've got the roster to do it. And I think everyone's been saying about WWE Evolution, that they should do a second one. And some people say they, they will. Some people say Evolution. Yeah, man. She's debuting next week. Um, But um, this may spark WWE to go, okay, we need to pull our finger out here. There's actually a market for it. I think they'll be looking at the numbers very carefully. You know, Billy Corgan's really good, and he knows the wrestling business quite a lot for a musician. So if it works out well, we could be seeing a lot more of it. And there's been rumblings that in WWE, they want to do like a women's only show. So it could open a lot more doors, you know, being done in another company. With a women's only show, though, would they actually still be on the main show and then plus that, or would it just be segregated to them being by themselves? How segregation? We've got to have segregation. Why is that fair to the men if the women get their own show? <laughs> well, the men would have their own show as well, wouldn't they? Oh, that's fine. They're good at all for segregation. That's what I mean. 
Because if they're doing a women's only pay per view, and yeah. then they go on to do a women's only well, show, are they still going to be on Raw and SmackDown and NXT, or is it just going to be? Well, there was talks originally when SmackDown first launched that SmackDown was going to be an all women's show. I mean, the Christ, that was all the way back in nineteen ninety nine. But that, you know, could you imagine in nineteen ninety nine? You had a whole show of just the women, the women wrestlers in the nineties compared to what they are now. What yeah. what did you have? You had Victoria, like Jazz, like Sadie. <laughs> you had a couple of and basically. Yeah, like and then you had all these other like models at the time. I just what worries me about the all women shows is is it's and this is not a knock at all because we know how fantastic some of the um female talent is especially these days and i think you know a one-off event like uh evolution that the wwe did a couple of years back on this upcoming nwa show works when you do it as a one-off all women's pay-per-view it works it's something different it's uh you know it's an event it's a bit of a spectacle fantastic and it showcases the best of women's wrestling which is at an all-time high if it was to be a weekly show let's say for example in wwe if you've got an all-women's show primarily recorded two hours let's say in an arena is that going to sell tickets and i'm trying to say that in the most respectful way possible it would work if it was in the full sale arena like where they do nxt that type of thing where it's a smaller um more intimate type audience that would fill that's diehard wrestling fans that uh, who would actually be interested in the show that's being put on when you're in an arena of twenty thousand plus or fifteen thousand plus and it's a general tv taping raw smackdown and you're bringing in more and this is what i mean where i mean no disrespect is is that's more of a more casual viewer people will take the kids people will bring their friends along who aren't necessarily massive wrestling fans just because they've got an extra ticket things like that and it's a tv show and it's great because it's showcasing the men and the women and all your bloody stupid storylines are going on especially if it's raw <laughs> if it's shall we go and see this two-hour women's wrestling show again no disrespect i don't think it works for a casual audience it was absolutely for fans like us or diehard fans in general mm. Does it work just saying, let's try and fill a 15,000-seater arena now on a two-hour show? I would disagree no. in a way. Uh, sorry, John. I disagree because you've got the women's football. I mean, they saw that Wembley um, or one of the arenas, the the uh, England women's team. Um, and you look, they've got the, uh, the women's Premier League as well, and they're absolutely smashing it. The WNBA have been doing it for the past 20-odd years, absolutely killing it. I think it's we're looking towards the current market that we have at the moment for WWE, where they're looking to get something out there for everybody but i do think that there is a market out there for women's wrestling i mean you look at stardom um a lot of the japanese promotions they do all women's shows yeah okay they're not in in a big um you know fifteen thousand person arena but i dare say that they could probably fill the you know fill the tokyo dome if they wanted to it's a different kind of uh, avenue out there um, and you need to see who it would appeal to but it definitely appeals because you know wmba uh, the women's premier league they're showing that there is a market out there for this sort of thing. Um, you know, for years we just had constant, it was just all the dudes on the, the wrestling shows and there was no female matches. It took ages. You know, Trish and Lita to headline Raw for the first time. You know, it's, we're only just getting all of these first for the really good talents that are in WWE. And you look at Raw to, um, this week, yeah, okay, the ending wasn't exactly the best, but they ended the show. You know, they were featured all the way through the show. They're, they're absolutely smashing it. So, yeah, maybe not every single week. Um, I think if they did, they'd need to change 
who the product is for and market it in a different way. But there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a hunger out there um, just by looking at those other um, sports, the WNBA I, I, and the Premier League. No, I agree with you, but I think maybe a way that it would work is, is if you don't have it necessarily as a separate two-hour show, but you have it as maybe an hour, and you replace something like 205 Live before or after a Raw Smackdown, so the audience is already in place, and it can either feed into an episode of Raw Smackdown or be something afterwards. So, like say, everyone's already there then, and they can enjoy the show. I yeah. think what would worry me, I mean, Look, look at 205 Live at the moment. I don't know what viewing figures it gets on the network, 205 Live, or main event, for example. But, you know, would, with them not being in the more intimate audiences, were Full Sail University, and with them being in the, what I would call the big arenas, you know, when fans come back, or even before when fans were there originally, if you were going to say, here's 205 Live, or here's an episode of main event, but that's all you're coming to see. No Raw or no SmackDown. Are they selling out 15,000 seats to watch a one or two hour episode of 205 Live or Main Event? I don't think they are. I think it would do awful. And that would be my worry for a women's event if it wasn't something that led into Raw or SmackDown, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, it's, it's one of those ones they need to look at the figures and see where they would market it, where that they would put it, whether they would... Um, you know, feature it, but WWE being teasing it. Like you look at um, Two or Five Live, for example. Um, when they had the women's Dusty Classic, they actually had a women's Dusty Classic match on Two or Five Live, and it did really good figures. So um, they they're teasing it here and there. But I think NWA going right. Okay, WWE have done a women's only pay per view. Yeah, we're doing it now too. Impact have got a really good roster. They could do it as well. They've got twelve, I think, twelve to fifteen women's wrestlers who were on pretty much half three quarters of the show they're, they're pretty much doing it every week so um you know i could see someone like AEW potentially doing it next there's uh definitely a chance for all of them to show what, what they're made of um but it is slowly moving that way and we could see another show you never know let's see what happens with it right we'll go back to AEW. Really, a better segue would have been going straight into this after Leo Rush, wouldn't it? But I'm not professional in any way. Uh, but we did have a debut this week. I think caught a few people by surprise, just in fact that I don't think they were necessarily expecting it to happen on the show. But in the same way, not a surprise. I think we were all expecting him to eventually debut. But Andrade is now on the roster, and great acquisition. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, um, Andrade's a really good wrestler, and... Um, I was just waiting for him to pop up in AEW. You know, he, he challenged Kenny Omega on Twitter a couple of weeks ago for uh, the Triple A title, AAA. and uh, Vicky Guerrero is now his manager. So it's a great fit because obviously, you know, Eddie Guerrero is probably one of the best Latin wrestlers ever, basically. So to get here a stab of approval almost is like saying something. So you're like, he's the next one to watch. So yeah, I hopefully. He'll do really well. Is she still managing the women as well? Is it Nyla Rose? Or is yeah, she Nyla now Rose, is yeah. Nyla Rose? So I assume she's going to be part of that like conglomerate altogether. What's his... Um, he's called Andrade still, isn't he? But hasn't he got a different type Andrade of name now? Andrade El Igolo. I assume they'll just call him Andrade for short. <laughs> I hope they do. I can't be saying that every week. Um, but I, we're, again, we're not far off, are we, this new show? on Friday night, so I don't know whether they're going to draft it and have separate wrestlers in each show, or they're going to have a mix. I assume to start with, they'll have a mix and maybe see how they go, but I think he's a welcome addition. 
fantastic talent. Hope they use him in the right way. We spoke about AEW's booking, very much like WWE's booking, in the last uh, in the last couple of episodes. But you know, I it's a, it's the right fit for him. I don't know what you think, Jamie, but I don't think he would have necessarily suited an Impact or an NWA. I think he was always destined for AEW, and it's probably the best place for him to go. Yeah, like I said AEW is. I know it's not on the same level as WWE in regards to money-wise, but in regards to talent and production, it is. So, like I said, it's it's way superior than Impact or anything like that. So, there was definitely no other place for him to be. Like I said, they announced um, Andrade and Omega at, um, uh, for the AAA title at Triple Mania, which is in August, which, the, which is yeah. about a week before Rampage is officially started as well so it it will be good to see him get a few good matches under his head. i don't don't know what what he's going to be doing in in aw if he's probably going to be in the tnt picture or is he going to continue his feud with with omega and then build towards triple a and obviously because some of the triple a so he said triple a and i was like what <laughs> no yeah um some of them like obviously with the luchadors they are with AEW as well, aren't they? So there's got that relationship there as well. So um they have announced on AEW as well, which I'm pretty sure happens every two weeks, but Cody does have an announcement this week. <laughs> uh, but that, that's all you ever see on Twitter is like Cody's making an announcement this week. Cody. Cody's making an announcement this <laughs> well, week. Well what's his announcement gonna be? I reckon it's the triple titles. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be on it. This is why you've got so many stables. Because at least they're actually doing something different, which isn't anywhere else. And you're welcome it because, like I said, you can have all these factions fighting each other to win the, I don't know what they're going to call it, the six-man stable tag team or whatever it is. But <laughs> I imagine it'll just be called the six-man tag team. The six-man tag. It should the be the trios. stable championship, shouldn't it? The, the trio's trio title. title. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the trio. It should be yeah, just like a stable title, like... Because there's so many, like I said, different stables out there in in AEW. Like you got the Gun Club. Like I said, I know you were listing off them all a few weeks ago. Uh, you've got, like I said, the um, not the Gun Club, but what are they? The Gun, the Gun Brothers. What are they called? The Gun Family. The Gun Brothers. <laughs> no, they, they, are the gun, they are the Gun Club, aren't they? Are they no, 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 the Gun Club's like in thingy new japan isn't it the oh, billy, uh, billy, billy gun and his i'm sons. talking about billy gun and his yeah. sons yeah the guns let's just call them what the guns called? right the ak-47s <laughs> <laughs> and then like said, you've got death triangle um you've got dark order so there's, there's a lot of different teams jungle express and um, there's a lot of different teams out there so it'll be nice to actually see a new title out there and something that can actually contribute to tag team wrestling as well because AEW apparently have the greatest tag team oh, roster in the world they? at least they have a tag team roster WWE's is just depleted everywhere hey we had a tag team battle royal on raw this week and it was actually pretty decent yeah there's about three tag teams wasn't there and then a couple of nope. singles competitors it was six six who were the competitors actual tag teams or people thrown together no we had yeah. um, mason t-bar the acolytes 2.0 they're, they're actually dressing like so they, they are actually still using them yeah but they you know when they probably Dijakovic, went out first 
Dijakovic. No, they didn't. Dijakovic's like actually putting like paint on his chest, like Ron Simmons used to do and um, oh Bradshaw used to do. So they look a bit like the acolytes. Um, they have but then each... they'll just turn that when they want to get rid of them. They'll just turn it into what they did with the Ascension, where they were saying, "Oh, you're too much like um, the Legion of Doom," and then they just squash them every week and then release them. <laughs> it's just going to happen with that. You're too much like the Ac- JBL will come down, clothesline from L one of them, and then you'll never see him again, and they'll be released. <laughs> Yeah, but you had to do that team. You had the Lucha House Party, but um, Lindsay Dorado had to go alone because Grand Metalik was injured. You had Miz and Morrison, but obviously Miz is injured, so Morrison competed on his own. Yeah, Miz the- is back, by the way. We're, we're, we're not talking about that. He survived getting eaten by zombies. Well, yeah. this is what I don't understand or get, is the fact that, like you say, John Morrison... He's in a wheelchair, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, but John Morrison <laughs> injected himself into the Battle Royal to attempt to win it so they could attempt to become tag team champions but isn't the Miz injured for like three four months yeah they had um aj and omos on commentary and they said hey aj who do you want to face which team do you want to win and he's like i want john morrison to win because the Miz is injured so it'd be an easy win for us i mean to be fair i saw it on instagram there was a the whole thing of like when they're doing the entrance and he's there because obviously joe mo's entrance is in slow-mo he's there doing it and all of a sudden Miz is like dancing onto his music and he starts rolling down the <laughs> ramp in the wheelchair and he's like no john, john, john. it's all in slow-mo because obviously that's what his entrance is like no i'm falling like but, they a good the bit of bounce. but the other tag team stance to your question was rk bro and uh, we also had the new day and uh, we also Bro. had the Viking Raiders, who were the ones who won. Viking Raiders won. They did, so they're facing AJ and Ramos. They didn't say it's at Hal Missile. They get a future tag team opportunity. So probably three teams will get a tag team title shot before them, like they did with the women's no, division. It'll probably just end up being a throwaway match on Raw. I'd love it to be on Hal Missile. I mean, they haven't got that many matches, but Hal Missile, and that would be a solid match that we'd all like to see. We all know AJ and Amos are retaining, so just chuck it on the pay-per-view. It'll give us about 15, pre-show. 20 minutes to like watch. Yeah, we, it's a perfect pre-show match. Are we two weeks off Hell in a Cell, are we? We are, yeah. Uh, and there's only about three matches announced. We have a Hell in a Cell match now, though, so it's all good. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. It's about time. Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. How many Hell in a Cell matches are there? None. It's about time they bloody announced well, one. You've got the whole thing as well, like it is going to be Hell in a Cell, but they've announced that if McIntyre loses, he won't be able to challenge for the title. Ever well, they again. won't be able to challenge last, Bobby last Lashley yeah. for the championship, which is fine because we're fed up to seeing the match. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. But then if Brock Lesnar comes back and beats Lashley... Are we just going to see McIntyre and <laughs> Lesnar again, aren't we? In I the rematch it, it works out perfectly for um, Drew McIntyre then to go off and face someone like a Jinder Mahal or he faces Sheamus again or he tries to go tag or he does something like that. And then we've got the, um, the draft coming up in the fall and he just gets drafted to SmackDown. So I think timing-wise it works well. But I think you know where I'm going with my predictions next week. God, yeah, it will be next week. We do our predictions, don't we? Yeah. Hopefully my other laptop's fixed by then so I can get my um get the predictions up. When it comes to the quiz later on, I can't tell you who's winning or whatnot because it's on my other laptop, but I'm sure I'm you winning. are, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's last. I can't remember. I don't know who's last, I can't remember. I think it's Taryn on two, Joe's on three, Jamie's on five, and I'm on six. And enough, not, not that I've got a really good name. Enough said about I, that. I think you're on seven, Dan, but if you want to go down to six, I'll take fine. seven. I'll take a leg in and seven, that's fine. Seven. <laughs> we had um we had some news this week. I think Joe, I think you want to have a chat about this, didn't you, with Nick Gage? He's had a challenger. 
Yeah, <laughs> well, I saw this on the date sheet. I saw that um, Matt Cardona turned up to one of the CCW shows. And GCW. GCW shows. Um, he t- turned up in like a executionist outfit with like all black and a black hood. But he comes to the ring and he walked like John Moxley and everyone was chanting Mox, Mox, Mox. And then he, he hit him with a future shock DVD. So everyone, oh yes, John Moxley, it's John Moxley. And then he takes the mask off and it's Matt Cartona and he wants to face Nick Gage. Did the crowd go mild or did the crowd it, go it was mild? Amazing. They, they gave him so much heat. Did the they? Yeah, they had so much heat. They were saying he's just there like... I need to see this. To all I assume it's on yeah. YouTube. It's on YouTube, yeah. that's where I saw it, yeah. I shall but, watch it after this. But the Twitter banter... The, the Twitter banter is already going well, but uh, Zack Ryder tweeted Nick Gage, I'm an ECW re- original, because he was in WWE ECW. It's like trolling him. Does he know what he's getting himself involved into? Has he seen David Arquette's documentary? <laughs> Has he seen Dark Side of the Ring? It's to get him over, though. He's not really yeah. doing much an impact, though, is he? Let's, let's, let's face no. it, he's over the world title anytime soon. I mean, this is the one thing that Zach Clyde has always been good at, is creating internet buzz. So, why not? One well, match, will. he'd probably be like, get talked again. He'll be signing WWE within the next two years. Hey, Matt, what, he... are you, what are you doing? I'm trying to get over. Is he going <laughs> to defend the internet championship? Will Nick Gage become the new internet champion? <laughs> I can't see that happening. No. It's probably copyrighted by WWE. They've probably got some sort of copyright on it. Yeah, it'll be a cease and desist. web title. <laughs> He'd probably just destroy it in the ring anyway, Nick Gage. He'd be like, what's this piece of shit? And just stamp all over it. <laughs> As his head's pouring blood onto the title anyway. Um, <laughs> so have they, have they actually booked a match yet for an upcoming event? Or is it just uh, something that's happened at the moment? As far as I know, he's challenged but I don't know if they've actually booked the actual match for it. I could be quite interested in seeing that. I've never watched any of Nick Gage's matches all the way through just because I find death matches a bit squeamish. And certainly after watching that Dark Side of the Ring episode, it didn't really do anything to turn me to to watch it. But I might be interested in watching that just to see how messed up Matt Cardona gets. Right. From Matt oh, yeah. That was another thing, just quickly about it, like because you talk about the fans chanting and stuff. Uh, it's a fan video of it, and I, I watched it, and like I said, they're all saying "fuck Zack Ryder," blah blah blah, and then one guy just goes, "Go play with your fucking toys." <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> or your fucking dolls, it was, weren't it? That Go is a that is a dolls. major insult, man. It's a major insult to him. Does he still do that um, yep. podcast or web show, whatever he was doing? The Major Brothers, the, the Major Ma- Brothers Wrestling Podcast, or it's called trying to find the bloody rare action figures or just once he doesn't have in the collection. Yeah, well, you, you had to, he keeps having arguments with Sam Roberts because Sam Roberts is a massive collector as well. And yeah. they're, all, they're trying to, they've got so many of the figures now, they're trying to find like the, the like originals, the like casts of them. So that they're mm. the prototypes and stuff, like the botched ones. He, his house must be massive full of them. What he wants to do is go on WWE Hidden Treasures because that's so script they'll all just be in the house that they know it's already going to be in before they get there. It'd be easy to find them straight away. They've called that guy up now, the guy who hosts it. He's in, um, what are they called? Hit Row. Hit Row, yeah, he's in Hit Row uh, with Isaiah Swerve Scott, Ashanti the Adonis, and that Brianna girl. 
on actually, NXT is actually yeah, part of they're it, in, they're probably one of the best bits of NXT. Uh, they're like um, a rapper music studio. They're like stable. Tupac. They're like Tupac and like Biggie, um, Biggie and all them. They are really entertaining yeah. though. Really, really entertaining. I'm a big fan of them. I think they're going to do wicked. Might have to check that. I assumed they were going to call him up soon, and they were basically just using that hidden treasures program as a bit of a platform to yeah, get they his call name it top, out there. They call him Top Dollar. That's his wrestling name. Top Dollar. It's called Top Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> what a name! What a name! From Top Dollar to Cena's shorts. That's our last piece of news this week. Apparently, um, a couple of people have come out, including a producer. Um, and said that there was actual serious talks and plans of John Cena to have a heel turn a few years ago, uh, even to the point where they um, got a brand new attire for him, got rid of the jorts, the shorts, got rid of them all, and was ready to go on a brand new heel turn um, with a new attire. And at the last minute, um, Vince McMahon pulled the idea. I mean, what do we think of Cena heel turn would have looked like a couple of years ago. I'm trying to think who he would have been I've feuding already, with. I've already seen his heel turn. He did it once, didn't he? Oh, he did it more. He very twisted that heel, heel around. He was kind of heel at the start of his career when he was doing the thugonomics thing, wasn't he? Yeah. But then he he became like a fan favourite. and like, Oh, yeah, I, I, I miss the nice scene because all the kids love me. But I mean... We kind of saw a glimpse of it in the Bray Wyatt thing at WrestleMania of what would have happened, like, the, like take the mick out of it in WO. So, you might My... Yeah. Go on, Jamie. I was going to say, like, picture this. So, Drew McIntyre beats Bob the Lash at Hell in a Cell. John Cena comes out and just beats up Drew McIntyre. If they're bringing Cena back now for the last piece part of his career, I don't think they'll do it on a heel turn. I think it's it's past. As much as I'd love to see one, I think it's come and gone, the opportunity. I think what would have been great to do would have been right after um, or within the first couple of months of Daniel Bryan winning the world title at WrestleMania. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine if they'd have done that and then he's yes, i can't remember who his i can't remember who um his first defense was against but have a couple of defenses against people like he did after that he's absolutely massive he's the biggest face in the company and then cena comes back or returns wherever he was and comes down to congratulate him and then does the heel turn on daniel bryan then again the massive face in the company and now you turn into a stinking heel that would have been ideal that would have been amazing to have seen or I'm pretty yeah. sure it was after the streak broken, but against Undertaker, just beat Undertaker at WrestleMania and turn heel. Both of I'm those, sure that was after both of those would have been absolutely it. brilliant to watch. I would have loved mm. to watch both of those. But unfortunately, yeah. I think we are past it now. I don't think we'll ever see that heel turn. Maybe, yeah, he I'm might have like a good match with Mansoor. <laughs> John Cena versus Mansoor. John Cena returns to win the 205 Live title. The fight of the century. Could it be better than Mayweather versus Paul? Could it be? Could it be? Did you see that clip where he actually, Mayweather knocked him out and then held him up because he knew he was knocked yeah, out? Yeah, he was like, it, yeah. Allegedly so, yeah. I didn't watch the fight, as you can imagine, because I have a brain. Everyone's saying that, boxing. you know, they've all been saying that wrestling's fake and boxing's a real thing you need to watch. After watching that, I'm sorry, boxing's fixed. Well, certainly that match was. That one was, yeah. Okay, some of the main pugilists. Yeah, it was They're not stupid. People was are like, going on. We're going to go for eight rounds and we're just going to yeah. have like a little bit of a sparring session. But it's just basically, like I said, it's 
it's just them two just having a little bit of a punch against each other. Nobody should last eight rounds. Professional boxers couldn't last eight rounds or 12 rounds with Floyd Mayweather. So why is somebody who's not a boxer lasting eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather? It's just a farce, isn't it? But the people were calling them stupid. They're not stupid. They're far from it. They knew that they could book a fight, a Mickey Mouse fight, and earn absolute millions each from it. I don't blame them. I'd do it. But if people are stupid enough to pay for it, Taron and Jamie do it in a boxing match for hundred million pounds. Taron versus Anthony Agogo. I'd win. What about our friend Jamie? You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to win. That's the thing. (laughs) Mine and Jamie. The worst part is, like before it, they put here are the rules. There are knockouts. However, there is no winners or losers. So what happens if you knock them out? You're still not going to win. Well, that was like the. uh mike tyson and oh, can't think of what I mean. now. who did All tyson face uh, just ridiculous was it not holyfield again yeah it was vander holyfield and they had it what about three months back and that was there'll be no winner knockouts aren't allowed and you just think well just making why? money and making the sport making look money making dollars making money making dollars see that's all you need to do you see well we saw speaking about that money money yeah yeah we saw um jtg Return on NWA this week as well. Was he? Yeah. Well, yeah I, he I missed that. What's he, he called? Um, not JTG, but he was no, definitely there. Um, and he was massive. Um, he's you know got loads of really good ring shape, and yeah, he debuted on uh, the power taping. So I don't know when we'll be able to see that, but yeah, he was there. Oh, another one for me to keep an eye out. Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> Dead money. The scream. <laughs> <laughs> I did you know, enjoy. I did enjoy crime time. Yo, 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 JTG and Chad Vascard, it's crime time. Didn't we already, I feel like we've already discussed this on one of the episodes, but did JTG and did crime time never win the titles? I wanted to say they didn't. I think they eventually did, didn't they? Shall I have a look now? I just had a feeling for some reason. Whilst you look, we'll have a nice little crime time sing-along. Reggie the red face crackhead, crackhead. <laughs> I, was, I, was literally, I was with Taron the other day, and he had no recollection of this whatsoever. I couldn't I like, remember until then. No. <laughs> Do you not remember when crime time, we're in an old people's home just singing Christmas carols? <laughs> no, I do and not remember that. They literally just That's made how up good it was, no one remembers. That's, and like I said, that one of them was Reggie the red face crackhead, and the other was... Um, <laughs> Oh, the weather outside is frightful, and we love robbing white folk. But since we got no place to go, give us gold, give us gold, give us gold. <laughs> like you watch, like you watch right there. <laughs> the fact you memorise this. I love it. We've seen it hundreds of times. No, <laughs> Here you go. This, I've just actually seen now how many times they won the tiles. So here's a bonus question for your quiz, Joe. So how many times did Crime Time win the WWE or SmackDown, whatever, just any of the it's WWE tiles? So how many do we think? One. 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 According to Wikipedia, they never won the WWE oh, Tag Team Championship. I didn't think they had. They tag champs in, in our hearts. Very poor. Very, very poor. Very poor. Because we're watching the, um, they've got the thing on the network, the 50 greatest WWE tag teams at the moment. So I was wondering if they were going to crop up, but no, they're, they're definitely not going to crop up. Do you know what? I, I saw that um, pop up on the network the other day when I was having a scroll through and I thought, oh, because it's in like two parts, isn't it? And this is just part um, one, I think, or three four. parts. I mean, 
Yeah, they went um, 50 to 35, and now they got 35 to 21. But when they right. got to the top 10, they split the top 10, five and five, and give them big segments. But I was quite surprised, sorry to spoil it a little bit, but they Come actually on. put Brian Kendrick and Paul London in the top 50. And I remember their run on SmackDown like 10 years ago, or 15 years ago. They're like the and longest reigning champions for a time. Beaten, yeah, longest reigning up until 2016 when uh, the New Day overtook them. Uh, but I'm oh, glad they put him in there. I was going to say, who do you think's going to be, like, if you had to pick somebody who's the greatest tag team? It's going to be the Dudley Boys. It will be the, the Dudleys, or it'll be... Uh, what is the thing, like, if you're talking about... Heart Foundation or something. I was going to say maybe Heart Foundation. Um, they're classing them as a tag team and not a stable, but they can do what they want, can't they? You've got they? Bret Hart and um, Nine Heart, haven't you? But you think Matt Hardy's in AEW, Christine's in AEW, do you think they're going to give it to them now? Well, they'll be in the top 10. Edge and Christian, yeah. the Hardys, and the Dudley Boys, whether any of them are number one or not, they'll be in the top 10. And at least one if comes in. Top five. I bet you now, WWE give it to New Day. Not <laughs> the number one of all. Well, time. you look at the, the way yeah, they did the top 50. They did the top 50 women's wrestlers. And they put, was it Charlotte Flair was second or Becky Lynch was second? And they put Trish Stratus at number one. You know, so they are trying to go you know, classic, who should be in there. But you look at Hall of Fame, who's Hall of Fame tag teams, and you've got the Dudleys in there, you've got the Legion of Doom, Harlem Heat, uh, WCW, so you can't put them in there. Um, but you look at tag teams like that, Degeneration X, um, New, New Age Outlaws. Outlaws. Um, yeah. So you look at those sort of ones. But what they're looking at is what they've done in their career. So you could look at like the first ever ladders, TLC matches, um, Hall of Fame. They've the most titles. successful tag team in the world, though, haven't they? They've won the most WWE and overall in the whole who, world who should be up there who should arguably be number one or number two certainly in the top five but i i don't even know i mean you can't leave them off the list but i'm wondering if they will do is demolition just because there's that ongoing lawsuit to do with the concussions and whatnot with them in the wwe so they've been leaving them off like so they're not even in the hall of fame and they should have been by now but because of the um, like I say, the lawsuits, they're, they're leaving them out of it because of the bad blood. But, you know, they should be number, they should be in the top five demolition. I'd be interested if they even name them at all. I'd put them in top I 20. I wouldn't put top five. I wouldn't say, like, DX or NWO should count because they're stables. I don't see DX as a tag team. New Age Outlaws, sure. NWO won't be in it. Because WCW they're not tag Yeah, no, I'm saying, well, no, I mean, Vince McMahon injected the whole poison of NWO. You, you but can't that's what I mean. include they that were, incarnation. <laughs> they, they were stables, not tag teams, but yeah. does that mean New Day would only be, because I think they're going to put New Day. I'm going to put it out there now, New Day will be top five. Oh, yeah. Most so. likely, number I two. I agree with you on that. <laughs> I do you could put Undertaker and Kane. They should to be. be fair, top, I mean, you uh, can't say that. Like, well. New Day have been together for like ten years. Like they have been long running. They're one of the most successful tag teams within the last ten years. So it's not like to just go in. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're just going to give it to them because they're current and still going. Like another they have one, been a great there. tag team. They'll put the Colognes in there as well. They're going to be in the top sort of fifteen because they unified the Raw and SmackDown titles at WrestleMania, didn't they? Who Albert was number Kane. fifty? Can you remember? Um, no. <laughs> was it was it the Bushwhackers? The yes, Bushwhackers? yes, it was. The Bushwhackers were number 50. Yeah. Right, well, I think WWE.com themselves have spoiled the results anyway, because I've just gone on there, and they've got a list of the 50 greatest tag teams ever, and the Bushwhackers are number 50, Soul Patrol are number 49, and Brian Kendrick and Paul are number 48. So if that sounds about what the... Yeah. 
thing was, then they're spoiling their own list. So if anybody wants any spoilers, I can tell you who the top five are. Um, Maybe do it on I the assume air. this is, this is going to be. For well, I uh, want to listen. Right, well, I'm just going to have a look now and see you number eight? Number one? What? No. Go on. Uh, I've, right, I've seen you number one, two, three, four, and five. Right, Again, what you I'll don't do know if is, is right. They might have reordered it to be what it is. They the might have done, but the date, of, the date of this article is end of... La oh, no, actually, the date of this article is April 2012. So oh. I assume they have changed it although the rules on it do stay exactly the same rules as what they had on the program only wwe no um wcw or all that business so it'd be interesting and because you guys think the bushwhackers were 50 and they are on this it'd be interesting to see if they've just copied the same list well i could say it's not right because 49 was too cool 48 was to quebecers Right. Okay. So, in that case, I'll give you what their list back in 2012 was. I'll do. I'll give you the. Fucking Kane were 44. I'll give. I'll give you the. Uh, I'll give you the top five from 2012, and then we can have a look and see if they stick with the top five when it comes to the TV program. So, mm -hmm. number five, greatest of all time, they had the Hardy Boys. Yes. Right. Oh, my God, I think we've lost Dan. He's going to want to hear this. I'm sure his phone has frozen as normal. Oh, yeah, but, mine's frozen as well. Just, like, just, just, yeah. Number, well, number five uh, was, was the Hardy Boys, and yeah. I assume they're going to have to be in and around the top five anyway. They have to be. Uh, yeah. So number five they had originally is the Hardy Boys. They then had number four back in 2012 as the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog, and... Uh, Billy Gum. Yeah. They had number. The here you go. They had number three is Demolition. I thought so. Number two, the Heart Foundation. So what do you think they had number one as back in twenty twelve? Deadly Boys. No. I Edging can't even. Christian. They had Edge and Christian as the number one greatest tag team uh, all time. That, I, I won't. I won't disagree with that. They were a great tag team, and the, did they win the most of the TLC All Ladder matches? Yeah, yeah. The Dudley Boys were number ten on the original list. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So um, <laughs> I suppose it's because when we think of the Dudley Boys, we think of everything though. They've won tag teams in WCW, in ECW, and all that. Whereas they're specifically sticking to WWE. But they've won, the, they? won the most tag titles in WWE history, as in WWF. True. Did but you I say mean, that? I'm just, I'm just looking through this list from the from like the, the, the New Day won the most so tag, uh, WWE tag titles. Did you say the no. Quebecers were like number forty-eight or forty-nine on this yeah, new they're list? Like, yeah. They had them at 27 back on this original where's, list, um, so they've dropped. Where's the Killer Bees? The Killer Bees? Yeah. The Killer Bees. The good thing with this one, though. 43. Got... Ah, okay. The good thing with this one, like I said, they've had Eminem on there. Evolution, Batista and Ric Flair are on this list hey. as well. Uh, they've had Ray Darko, severely low at number 40. Then it was Brian Kendrick and Paul London. And the world's greatest tag team at 37 as well. It's like. I'm disappointed to see there's no spirit squad. Again, that's a stable. I don't count that as a tag team. Well, they won the tag belts. Yeah. Why they also had Nexus. Uh, Nexus won yeah, the but that's what I mean. But that's, well. that's what I mean, though. Like, they've already done Evolution, yeah. but they did Batista and Ric Flair 
You didn't say just evolution. What no. did you do? Spirit Squad and Nikki and Mikey. Those who went on stables next, the great stables ever. This this could cause some controversy. <laughs> Why these are on the list at all? Because I wouldn't. I don't think anybody can say they are in the list of the greatest tag teams of all time. They've got every right to be there. They it's a bubble. <laughs> it's number twenty out of fifty on this original list from twenty twelve. Team Hell No. The 20th greatest tag team of all time in the company. Yeah, that's going a bit too They far. don't half talk shit, do they? <laughs> they're apparently better than Miz and Morrison. They're better than the Natural Disasters, Typhoon and Earthquake. Here we go. They're better than the Los Guerreros. Are they better than they Strike Force? 25. Strike Force. Are they even on there? Let's have a look. Where is three minute warning? No, they're not even on there. How can Strikeforce not even be on there? They've been on like th two or three WrestleManias. No, they're not even on the list. Oh, my days. I think they just made the list. With oh, no I, no, I tell a lie. They are. They were 15. So yeah, they were they five be. places better than Team Hell No. Good. Good they, Strikeforce. They were just beaten Strikeforce into 14th place by the Rock and Mankind as the greatest <laughs> tag teams of all time. Yeah, the Rock and got connection. That's fine. Three tag team always, champions. There will always be controversy with lists like this, so it will be interesting to see whether or not they do mix Let, it up. Let's do our own. own. We'll do our <laughs> own at some point. We should ne next week, or, or maybe... Let, let's wait for the um, episode of the top ten. Let's wait for the episode of the top ten to drop on the network. Whichever week that is, we'll do our we own top ten list. how shit it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. We'll take a page out of the great Greatest movies podcast from the Rebecca podcast, and we'll list I just had our idea. top ten tag we'll teams of all time and mark them from that. I just and had we an idea. Know. Go on. We're, um, Bailey and Sasha Banks, they're going to be in the top five. Yes, let's not forget we they should know. be. The greatest tag team of all time is Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox. Yeah. <laughs> No, will Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax be on the list? Tamina and Natalia. <laughs> Good God, number one. Put them at number one. Oh, Wibby. Right, we do have we do have a pay-per-view event this weekend. I'm not mistaken, am I? I believe it's an NXT takeover. It's In Your House, the yeah, second man. incarnation of the In Your House branded pay-per-view NXT. <laughs> I mean, it, do you know what? It probably won't mind. Certainly not live. I may watch it back. So, as always, this is becoming a regular occurrence, a regular theme on the show. Uh, Dan and Joe, you're probably going to have to take the lead <laughs> on most of this. Um, certainly when you would give us a bit of a review next week. But sure. I do have a breakdown of the uh, of the matches we aren't including these in our pay-per-view predictions but we'll have a look anyway so we've got a we've got a winner takes all six-man tags match for the winner take all this is interesting winner take all six-man tag match for the nxt north american championship and tag team championship so it's bronson reed and msk versus Who's that? Legado del Fantasma, which is Escobar, Wild, and Mendoza. Yep. So, how is that working? If one of their is it the person that pins Bronson Reed gets the North American title? Then no. How, so um, how does that work? Santos Escobar, who is the former cruiserweight champion, if basically their team wins, he becomes the North American champion, and uh, Raúl Mendoza and DJZ Whacking uh, Wild. Um, they become the tag uh, tag champs because they're a registered tag team. 
Um, but yeah, um, nothing's happening. They're not going to change hands with the belts. Um, they've only just put the belt on Bronson Reed like two weeks ago. Yeah. And um, MSK won the belts at the last um, pay-per-view. So those belts aren't going anywhere. Um, it'd be nice to see him as champs, but I can see them moving Santos Escobar um, more in the main event. Well, maybe not main event, but he is really, really good. Um, and he's going to be called up soon. Um, so I think he's going to go more singles, but with bigger guys. It's interesting, though. I mean, as you say, that they're not going to win the titles and i agree with you on that with the later title changes that there has been but let's say for argument's sake the titles did change hands it's it's a bit of a strange concept because then we're saying that escobar for example could pin any of the three he could pin one of the tag team champions but become the north american champion and then the tag team wilder mendoza without doing any pinning will automatically become the champions without doing it yeah well they did it before with um was it Beth Phoenix and Santino Morella? There was a well, that's all crap. women's tag. It was women's belt and it was the Intercontinental Championship. And I can't remember who they beat, but um, Santino Morella became the Intercontinental Champion because um, Beth Phoenix pinned, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Michelle McCool or somebody, uh, but he won the belt through his partner to pin in. So that's how he became champion. So it's happened before. So you're, you're, again, we're not including it as a prediction, but you, we assume on this one that they're going to just retain the titles as normal. Yeah, it's too yeah. early. Yeah. This is first title defence. He's not dropping it. Okay. Um, uh, Raquel Gonzalez is defending the Women's Championship against Ember Moon. And to be honest, I completely forgot Ember Moon had gone back to NXT, but that would explain why I've not seen her on the main roster for a while. I think Dakota Kai is going to be in Gonzalez's corner, Shossie Blackheart in Ember Moon's corner. Um Title change or retain on this one? Retain, definitely. Yeah, I think there might be a little bit of um, a mix-up, but you never know. They might turn um, Shotzi Blackheart heel. There's a chance. She's a really good over babyface, but there's a chance to do it and say, you know, this should have been my opportunity. But no, it's um, one of Raquel's first championship defences on a pay-per-view. Again, it, it is not changing hands. Fair enough. We've got um, another women's match on there, I believe. Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee. Zia Lee's doing this like voodoo stuff where um, she's part of a group called Tien Sha, where she was just mediocre, not doing much. So she started learning like the way of the warrior and all of this um, myth Japanese mythology. Um, and Mercedes Martinez just being gangster and smashing everybody up. All of a sudden the lights go out and she's got like a painted sign on her hand basically saying that she's been marked as an ex-victim. Um, so it'll be a hard hit match. This one could go either way, but they're building Zia Lee to be one of the next big stars. She's incredible in the ring. She's been in a few Royal Rumbles. Um, so I, I have a feeling Zia Lee's probably going to win, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mercedes Martinez does pick up the, the little cheap win and they continue it through the next couple of months. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see on that one. I mean, as I say, I, I don't follow it as much as I used to NXT, but they're, they're both really good talents, aren't they, in respect of that? So I expect a, a decent match. Like I say, I'm not going to watch the event live, but I will probably pick it up the next day. But that is one of the matches I am looking forward to seeing, actually, just to see how it goes down. Uh, do we assume that Martinez or Lee will then effectively go next for the title? No, she's only just gone for the title. Um, she, was like, she? she was one of um, Gonzalez's first title defences, so I think it will be a case. Maybe she finds a tag team. Uh, maybe she just does little bitty things backstage. She's always doing things with Aaliyah and the Robert Stone brand backstage, having arguments with them, so they could just continue to do that, I guess. Oh, fair enough. Um, they, right, someone's going to have to explain this to me. I, I don't know what's going on. Cameron Grimes 
versus LA Knight ladder match. Another bloody ladder match. Feels like we have one at every event these days. For the vacant million dollar championship. Yeah. Dan, Joe, explain that one. Teddy Biasi's uh, come back because Cameron Grimes has changed his gimmick up in the past couple of months where basically he's become rich. He's invested money in um, Darkcoin and GameStop. He's like, he's become a millionaire on the stock market. So the past couple of months he's been like passing out money. He's been driving Lamborghinis. He's been driving Ferraris. But the past couple of weeks he's been doing vignettes where Cameron Grimes has got the bite house and he's been outbid by Ted DiBiase, or he's gone to buy like an expensive watch, and Ted DiBiase's bought the next most expensive watch. So Ted DiBiase's just turned up and basically followed him at every step. And then the past couple of weeks, Ted DiBiase's come out and said, you know, everyone's got a price. You can't, you're, you're trying to be me, you can't be me. And then LA Knight has come out and said, oh, I could be on Ted DiBiase's side. So Teddy BS is like, right, there's one way to set this. We'll have a ladder match for the million dollar title, and whoever wins it is basically the next million dollar man. Mm. They had a bit more depth in it as well. They said um Teddy Biassi came out and said it's about the million dollar legacy and he wants mm. to pass on his legacy and his mentorship. And he was talking to Cameron Grimes saying, you know, you've got loads of holes in your game, you know, you keep losing matches because you're getting distracted. Ellie Knight comes out and he's like, Let me talk to you. And he's cutting good promos and he's just being arrogant and his natural self, really good promo. Um, but Cameron Grimes has been costing um, him matches. LA Knight's been costing him matches as well. So Ted's basically saying, well, let's see which one of you should have my legacy. So we're going to put... Uh, people have been begging for the million dollar title to come back for the last six weeks. And they're finally putting it in a ladder match. You know what? It's it's probably... I think that is probably going to be one of the matches of the night. Well, it would surely only make sense, though, then for Cameron Grimes to win the title. You'd hope so, but then if you put it on LA Knight, there's the chase of it. Then I want uh, that is mine. Yeah, you know, I want so. it because there's only ever been four million dollar champions. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if that's in your quiz, Joe. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, it'd be, smile. It'd be good. Uh, it'd be good to see LA Knight do it because LA Knight, yeah, he's really good on the mic. Can you imagine him coming out, being really smug, going, "Look, let me talk to you. Look at my belt on my shoulder. How awesome am I?" And then Cameron Grimes say, no, I want my belt back. And they're just having that sort of rivalry going forward. And he's got the chase. And then eventually he manages to pick up his belt and gets the win. So I reckon I'm putting my money on Ali Knight on this one. I think they'll probably, hmm. you know, give him a bit of a shine. Okay. I did see the promos and the graphics for the match and the image that they're using for Ted DiBiase is about 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. He's got black hair and... Looks well, about. I don't know, but honestly, the, yeah, the picture was forty years old. It was like the nineteen eighty or the early eighties. Oh, good God! People who haven't watched wrestling for a while. He's got a campaign going on at the moment, moment hasn't he? It's Ted DiBiase. He's yes, trying to yeah, he um, does, yeah. get people to. He wants people to like vote, like vote for him or sign a petition so he can be recognised as a WWE champion. Which he shouldn't be, and it's not going to work. So well, he defended the title once. So really, he was the champion. Yeah, it was stripped off him, but he he did defend yeah. it once. Can't mess with history. Can't mess with history. <laughs> right. Main event, a fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship. Uh, champion carrying cross, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gagano, and our favourite, Pete Dunne. Um, I mean, I can't I can't see anything but, a again, an, another retain on this one. Yeah, well, or they could. It's a good way of somebody else getting the pin and carrying cross wasn't involved in it and they call him up. 
because there's a lot of people saying he's ready to go, bring him on the main roster. Um, yeah. I, I think it is, my money is probably on a carrying cross, killer cross, taking the belt and retaining. But um, out of everybody who's going into this match, um, Adam Cole is the one who's cutting the best promos, he's attacking everybody, he's the one standing tall on the past two weeks on NXT. So they're putting him as the favourite, but I think he is one of these people who is also ready to be called up. He's been down there four years. The only people that would benefit putting the belt on is Kyle O'Reilly because, really, what else is he doing? He's been there four years as well, hasn't really done much. And it worries me that he's going to get. Yeah, it worries me that he's going to get lost in the shuffle eventually. Yeah, but um, you know we haven't heard from Roderick Strong in a few weeks as well, so you never know something might happen with that. It's going to be um, Bronson Reed. He's going to insert himself into the match to make it a 6 eight, and he's going to be North American and NXT champion. And then they'll call him up and he'll have to wear these weird different costumes. They'll give him random theme musics uh, and then he'll just disappear. He'll uh, disappear and never yeah, be seen disappear. again. A bit like <laughs> Keith Lee. What is going on with Keith Lee? I know we mentioned it last week. But, I don't yeah. know where he is. I'm assuming he must be um, changing his look, or they just he might have an underlying injury we're not aware of. There might be something yeah. that's really easy to explain with it, but the fact that it's unexplained and we haven't seen him for months, and he wasn't a big fan favourite, which they just ruined when they called him up. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how, how they try and reinvent him. I hope to see him back soon. I'm hoping it's not a health issue. Um, if it is, best wishes to himself. Um, but, you know, let's see if he does come back and let's see if Vince does anything with him. Right. Joe, do you have a quiz for this week? Yes, I do. It's a 10-question oh, quiz. And it's, 10 um, questions? Yeah, it's a general knowledge quiz. General it's knowledge of wrestling. I hope, I hope it's not going to be like, what's the fastest land animal? Yeah, it's just general wrestling. <laughs> There's no, there's no cheaters around here. <laughs> just before we do move on to the quiz, I was oh, just really having a look, um, just to see if there was anything going on about Braun Strowman at the moment. And apparently, a lot of people are saying that he's requesting five figures, to, you know, to make appearances, and his 90-day compete clause, which I assume is the same for everybody that was released at that time, expires on. On August 31st, 5th of September, is all out. There we go. He's going to be in a meaningless battle royal again. He's going to be the Joker. <laughs> they love <laughs> the battle that, royal. That's, that's only a double or nothing. Then. Double or nothing, yeah. Oh, they'll probably have but, a tag team but, battle but, royal. What they? we're saying is everybody that got released that, that day, it would expire five days before the next AEW pay-per-view. Lovely. It's like it was always planned by WWE. <laughs> it's a bit suspicious. If WWE had any sense, they'd have waited an extra six days before releasing him so he couldn't debut at the next major pay-per-view. But, um, yeah, right, let's do this quiz then, Joe. What have you got for us? Right, it's a general wrestling quiz. So, first question is, who was the first ever US champion? In the WWE or WCW? Ever um, we're starting in wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Oh is my good god! Yeah. Right, okay. I don't know. WCW in the WCW. WCW. Yeah. David Arquette. Okay. <laughs> 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 Question number two. Um, as Dan alluded to earlier, we watched the fifty greatest tag teams. One of those tag teams was called the Headshrinkers. But can you name me the two members <laughs> of the Headshrinkers? 
<laughs> were they actually, they were actually on the list, were they? Head Truckers were on the list, yeah. Wow. Question, question number three: The Undertaker holds the record for the most Hall in the Cell matches. But how many Hall in the Cell matches has he had? The Undertaker was that, sorry, mate. Yeah, the Undertaker. How many Hall in the Cells has he been in? I was going to put quite a high number, but it's probably not that high. It is mate. quite a lot. I will, I will give you credit. All right, okay, I'll three. go for that. I'll do. Okay. Question number four. Who held the WCW title the most amount of times? Oh. Oh. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be, Ken. Question, yep. question number five. What was DDP's first WrestleMania appearance? I know this one. I'm sure I do because I can even. Is there what a bonus you... point for who he faced? <laughs> mm. uh, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it first like appearance or first match? First appearance. So we just need to tell you the name of the WrestleMania, yeah? Yeah, cool. it's WrestleMania. Oh no, I'm gone. That confuses me now. Did he have an appearance before he had a match? What? No, no, he, no. Appearance, I, it's not necessarily a match, it's appearance. When did he first turn up? Hey, well, at a WrestleMania? Yeah, I, that's that's a big clue. It's, it's not a match, it's an appearance. Oh my good God, so probably not as GDP then, was it? No, I think it was. Oh, I think there's go, a specific right? thing that I remember in one WrestleMania. Yeah. All right, okay, go on then. Okay, question number six. True or false, RVD is undefeated at WrestleMania. Oh, we had this two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, we did, and I can't <laughs> really remember the answer. I can't remember what I put. I think, I think, I guess, good. We've done that many quizzes now, we're recycling <laughs> the questions. I wrote the question, I couldn't remember whether Dan asked it off. No, Jamie, yeah. Jamie asked me. the week before, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. After the RVD icon documentary. Sorry. Don't apologise, I'm happy <laughs> for the point. It's all right. Hey, no, yeah, it's fine, right. I can do it. I still can't remember what the answer was. I mean, it's so not a bonus point for the record he has at WrestleMania. I can give you that. I can as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven. What WWE legends lent his, lended his voice to the voice of Kyantai indeed? Indeed. Who did that voice? Oh, Indeed. It, I well, I assume it's him, but I don't know. Okay. Okay. Question number eight. What is the name of Seth Rollins' wrestling score? <sighs> Take a bloody guess. I don't know. I'll give you a clue. with something to do with what he was called by the Indies. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um... That's, a that's a really, really big clue. Okay, then. Mm -hmm. no. Lovely. Question number 10. Number 10, Thomas, are we not on 9? 9, sorry. Question 9. Good. Um, Thomas Billington is the real name of what WWE superstar? Thomas Billington? Yeah, um, think old school WWF, I would, should, I would say. Okay. I have no idea. And question number 10, 
who directed Beyond the Map. Yeah, but finally one I actually know. I didn't know the bloody Thomas Brillington one, although I've got a feeling who he actually is, but I don't want to put that. Lovely. You all ready for the answers? I'm good. Uh, right. Yeah. Question number one, who was the first ever US champion? I No, I put Les Luger, no idea. I know it's I earlier put, than that. Um, Harley Race? Yeah. Oh, of course it's Harley yeah. Race. <laughs> yeah. Going back to WCW, who was the first ever United States champion? So, uh, question number two, the head triggers were in the 50 greatest tag teams. But can you name both members of the Head Trunkers? Fatu and Samu. Yes. Um, question number three: The record um, Undertaker holds the record for the most talent cells. But how many has he been in? This will be interesting. Someone go first. I put twelve. Oh, I put eleven. I put thirteen. Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's closest with thirteen. He was fourteen. So he no, he's get a, no point. He doesn't get a point. No, no point. point. He says I get a point. Eh? He doesn't get a point. No, you don't get a point. <laughs> <'cause you're gonna laughs> get a point. <laughs> but you were the closest. You were one out. Question number four. The, who held the WCW title the most amount of times? Slayer. Booker T. No, it's Hulk Hogan. Oh, mm. I was going to go Hogan. I thought no, Sting yeah. was there a lot longer before him, so that's where I went with that. Stinky mean giant. It's Sting. <laughs> uh, question number six: What was DDP's first WrestleMania appearance? Uh, I'm sorry, time. but if, if anybody's put anything the WrestleMania eighteen, it's wrong. It's got to be eighteen. Seventeen, because he was sat in the balcony when Shane McMahon said, "Look, there's my newest acquisition," and he pointed at the balcony and he sat in the crowd. No, no, no chance. I would have recognised. Re no, it was in WrestleMania six. He was the Show hey. for, for some, but he oh, it was. Oh, um, yeah, of course, he was. It was in his documentary. I forgot about yeah. that. Um, oh. Yeah, um, he, he took somebody down to the ring as a chauffeur, so yeah, that was his first appearance. Oh, see, they showed I, him on screen. They said, I'm Oh, calling. this is Diamond Dallas Page. This is his chauffeur. And they so showed they, him on the screen. Yeah, did they call him Diamond Dallas Page? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did at yeah. WrestleMania 6. Yeah. Oh, right, I'm going to oh, well. watch that and then claim a point back next week. Because you used to be a manager for like um, a strip club back in the day and obviously all the wrestlers used to go back yeah. there. And somebody said, oh, do you want to be my... Do you want to Do you want to like drive me to the ring? And he said, yeah, all right then. And that was that. Was that. Fair enough. Um, question six, true or false, RVT is in the defeat of WrestleMania. True, it's true. 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 He's undefeated. So that's right. Only one singles match as well. Everyone else is. Oh, have a day off. <laughs> Question number seven: What WWE legend did the voice for Indeed for kind time? I put Mister Fuji, but I don't know if that's right. Indeed. Inoki. No, it was Shane McMahon. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. What? So, what? So How racist can you get? What? So you know when Clyde Taker went and then they had the English bits over Indeed. Well, indeed. Now she was a man. Wow. This is how we do it. Yes. I, I'm talking like this and I go, Indeed. And it's like, Hello. I am Funaki. Hello. Yeah, that's she <laughs> man. Wow. Question number eight. What is the name of Seth Rollins' wrestling school? No idea. Tyler's Fun Factory. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I put Black Dojo. 
<laughs> oh, you got the one bit right. Hey, that... the black bit because he's called Tyler Black. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> I put um, t- just put Tyler Black. It's black and brave. Oh, wow. black and brave. What? It sounds, like an, it sounds like an aftershave. So his name was Tyler Black, and his partner's name is Matt Brave. So it's Fair enough. A black and brave. Fair enough. Wow. Are you that in America? Oh, God. Question number nine: Who is T- Thomas Billington better known as? He's a D- he was in the WWF. Anybody? Did anybody get that? I, I went for Steve Blackman. No. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. No. Taron. No, I don't know. It's Dynamite Kids. That's Dynamite oh. Kids. Real name is Thomas Billington. Oh, but I always remembered him as bloody Tommy. It would have been Thomas, so wouldn't it? Yeah, they just had they're gonna have the ducks under the ring on him as well. Yeah. In fact, just before we go on to the last oh. question, that's this week's episode, and it's the last one until the autumn because they're having a break in between. And Joe and Dan, we say every bloody week, watch some episodes <laughs> of Dark Side of the Ring, but God's sake, see what I can find. And Dark Side of Football started, and that's really good too. It's all about American football. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the last question is who directed Beyond the Mat? I actually know this one. Go on then. Is it not Barry Bluestein or Blaustein? Yeah. From Saturday Night Night Live. He did Saturday Night Live and he did like the screenplays on like Coming to America, I think, and The Naughty Professor as well. But he is a big wrestling fan, or he was when he made the. uh, At least he was when he made it. (laughs) (laughs) It It's not a fan anymore. They released it on Netflix a couple of months ago, didn't they, Daddy? They re released it. I did re watch it. They did, yeah. It's a great documentary for anyone who hasn't seen it. Even if you have seen it, I watch it usually. It, it, was, mentioned, it. it was mentioned quite a bit, I think, in the Mick Foley biography. You know, because I've been watching them, the Amy biography. Still need to watch that. The Mick Foley one. I just watched the Bret Hart one before we came on as well. That was a really good one. Because he had his own documentary filming it around Montreal Screwjob, where he, when he was leaving, he had his own documentary. Wrestling with Shadows. That's the one, yeah. Um, good. Yeah, but yeah, it was all right. The A and E biographies are really good. About an hour, twenty minutes, an hour and a half. Yeah, I'll Wait, have what, to get around to watching them. What's Edward's school then? Oh, I got three. <laughs> I got one. Five. Oh bloody hell! I got true. <laughs> I like I say, tell me. I had Ric Flair for the first one. Uh, I assume <laughs> that. But Dan, what put? How many points were you on? I'm um, pretty sure he was on seven. Yeah, oh, good see the God, six or right. Eight, that eight. So he's yeah, on I'll, seven or eight now. I'll update it when my laptop works, hopefully from tomorrow. We'll see. Lovely. Well, thanks very much for the quiz this week, Joe. And whilst we're with you, Joe, where can everybody find us on the socials? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Grapplecast Show. And don't forget to like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts Deezers, Spotify, and all the good places you find the podcasts. Lovely. If you have any inquiries, any questions, or any comments, send them in. We are still to review the Great American Bash 92, I believe it was. It's like a pay-per-view every other week. I know, this is the problem. We will get around to it at some point, but if anybody has anything else they'd like to throw away, then please do. Any closing remarks from anybody this week before we go? Yeah, make sure to watch uh, Miko Satamora versus Kaylee Ray uh, for the women's NXT um, title. I think it's on um, Thursday, 3 p.m. in America, 8 o'clock hour time. But I've got a feeling the belt's going to change hands because there's rumours that they're going to call Kaylee Ray up 
So well, definitely right. worth a watch. I will certainly read the results afterwards. <laughs> and Brendan, Brendan got his first win on the WWE Network on the weekend. Brendan Did he really? Was, yeah, he teamed up with uh, using the, the best in Wales. Yeah, he went on progress. He actually got a win. He got the pin. So happy days. He beat um, Chuck Mambo and his tag team partner. Wow. He'll be yeah. signing for NXT UK before you know it. <laughs> and just just before we do go... How are they not tag team champions with that? <laughs> My good God. It's a really better way to finish the show. See you next week, guys. Bye. Nice one, Hold one. Arm drag. Rep screwed rep. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, armbar. I am Sir Michael.